0: Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. Well, I'm Pastor Alan Meshag and I'm here all the way from Dallas, Georgia today. A lot of people didn't know there was a Dallas in Georgia. It's not as big as the Dallas in Texas, but uh, I'm so glad to be here. such an honor to be here. With your pastors, with Bishop Rick, Pastor Kathy, with Pastor Sean, and, and Pastor Aaron, and all f- the friends and family that are here. How many of you know, we are family. Don't make me sing it. We are family. Just watch out, I'll go all disco up on you. I, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I lost my ego a long time ago. Here we go. If you got your Bible, would you turn with me to the book of John? John, the sixth chapter. I want to lay a foundation and just see where God takes us here. Is that all right? So we're in this series, Vulture Chasers. I know that God has given something to me, and nothing is going to take from me what God says is mine. John 6, here we go, John 6, 1. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him. I love this because if we're not following Jesus, we can't get what he has for us. So, you know, the miracle is going to happen as I'm following Jesus. That which God has for me is going to occur in my life as I'm following Jesus. That old song, I have decided to follow Jesus. That's where it happens, as I'm following Jesus, as I've set my heart and my affection on him. He's the one that I'm after. I said, he's the one that I'm after. As a matter of fact, I'm not trying to apprehend things. I want to apprehend a person. The apostle Paul said that I might win, not stuff. He said, I want to win Christ because all the stuff I need is in him. So if I can win the person, I get the abundant life that flows from the person I'm after Christ how many of you are after Christ so I've decided to follow Jesus and they're following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick and Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat down with his disciples now the Passover the feast of the Jews was at hand and lifting up his eyes I love what John does here because he wants us to see something And lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we going to buy bread so that all these people may eat? Know this, that Jesus sees you. He lifted up his eyes and he sees the people. His eyes are on us. He cares for you. He cares. Somebody say, he cares for me. And not only does he see you, we need to know we're seen. Come on, we need to know we're seen. Not only does he see you, he sees exactly what it is that he's purposed for you. He sees the future that he's designed for you. And he knows exactly what you need to walk into that future. He sees you. And so, and then seeing the Lord's crowd, so he asked Philip a question. Now he's asking his disciple Philip a question. What are we going to do? Where are we going to buy bread so that all these people may eat? Now, I love this because it says, and he said this to test him. In other words, Jesus already knew what he was going to do. He just wanted Philip to see it. How many of you know everything that we need is already in the mind of God? But a lot of times when we ask a question, the Lord answers with another question. Why? Because he wants us to start seeing it the way he sees it. Philip, what are we going to do? How are we going to feed the people? Now, understand, he's putting the responsibility on them. How many of you know we have a responsibility? And he says, Philip, how are we going to feed the people? And so he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. So what is Philip doing? Philip is all, he's looking right at what he doesn't have. How many of you know we all have that kind of problem where we always want to see what we don't have? Well, I don't have the education. I don't have all the knowledge. I don't have all the money. I don't have all the the gifting. I don't feel like I have all the ability. We're always looking at what we don't have, but the answer is not found in what you don't have. The answer is found in what you do have. Can I tell you that? It's not in what you don't have. As a matter of fact, what you have is always more important than what you don't have. But we're always looking at what we don't have. So then Andrew answers up. And let's see what Andrew has to say. Because he's already, Philip's already saying we don't have enough money. And one of his disciples, Andrew Simon, Peter's brother, said to him, but there is a boy who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for so many? So now we see Andrew, he is seeing what they do have. But he's still seeing what he does have is really not being enough to produce a miracle. And so watch what Jesus says. Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the, in the place. How many of you know we got to be positioned right if we want to receive what God has for us? So he tells them, sit down. Tell somebody next to you, just Sit down. <laughs> Jesus said, have the people sit down there. There was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Of course, we know this is just the men, so there are women and children there, there are families, so we're talking about 15,000 plus. And Jesus then took the loaves, now watch what he does. He takes the loaves and he breaks them. He takes the loaves, we know this from other accounts, that he breaks the bread. And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who, Who were seated. Now, hold on, let me take a side note because when you read the Synoptic Gospels, what you'll see is that they tell the story that Jesus broke the bread and he gave it. He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples, and then his disciples distributed what he had broken to the people, and the miracle of the multiplication happened as they were giving it. But here, John, who's doing theology for us, he wants us to see something because he tells us that Jesus gave it to him. See, John's book is going to come further out from these books, so he's helping us to do theology because us doing the work is just like Jesus doing it. So he wants us to see something here that Jesus is doing the work in and through us as we are taking what he has given us and we're using it, okay? And so we see Jesus took the loaves, he blessed them and he gave When he had given thanks, he distributed those to, to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted, I love this because not only are they getting food, they're not just getting fed, they're being filled to overflowing. More than enough, somebody say more than enough. How many of you believe God wants to do that kind of work in your life where you have more than enough? Come on, more than enough, more than enough wisdom. Can I tell you when the more than enough happens? When you take what you already have and you start working it. Start working the wisdom that you have and more wisdom will come. Start working the understanding that you have and more understanding will come. Start operating in the gifting that you have and watch your gift will grow and increase because the increase comes as we do the work. All right. So it says that they ate as much as they wanted. It was an overflowing amount. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments. Nothing's going to be wasted. How many of you know God doesn't want anything to be wasted? And so gather up the fragments that nothing be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. And when the people saw the, say this word with me, they saw the sign. They saw the what? It doesn't say they saw the miracle, it says they saw the sign. Now lock that in right there because I'm going to come back to it in one second. When they saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. So it says that Jesus did this, this is a sign. Now remember, John is showing us something because while the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're telling us what Jesus did, John is more interested in telling us who Jesus is. And so in the book of John, when you read the book of John, you'll see there are seven signs throughout the book of John. Well, this is one of them. It's right in the middle. This is the fourth sign, I believe, in the book of John, where Jesus does this. Why? Because a miracle is something that God does for you that you couldn't do for yourself. But a sign is something that points to something that is greater. It points to a greater truth. So when Jesus did this sign, not only is it for the moment, but it's to, it's to show the people something. It's to point to something that is going to happen. So Jesus performs this sign. Now let's look at it really quickly as we're laying this foundation today. Look at this really quickly because what we see is Jesus takes what we have. He, it's, he's not interested in what we don't have. He's interested in what we have. So what do you have? But Jesus takes what is offered. So the miracle always starts with the offering of something. Something has to be offered. God is not going to work with nothing. He wants to do a work in you and through you, but you're going to have to offer yourself to him. The Bible says present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your true and proper worship. So true worship is offering myself to the Lord where he can bless what he's wanting to do in my life so that as I do the work, what he's already put in me can manifest through me. And it can multiply, it can increase. So what we see here is a picture of the kingdom of God. We see what we have being offered and it's being blessed by the high priest our high priest after the order of Melchizedek, the king of the kingdom. And what we see is that now the work that has been blessed goes to those who he's sending. So we see that it's given to the apostles and the apostles take it out to the people. This is the way the the kingdom works, life to life. That which the Lord has blessed and the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers go to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. It's a blessing that is flowing all the way from the head down. Come on, every good and perfect gift is passed down. Comes down from the Father of light. In whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And so it's coming from Christ. The word. Who's building the church? Come on, who's building the church? So he took it, he broke it, and he blessed it, but he put the work in their hand. Now you have to see this because the work, God is not going to do the work without a people. Because he's going to, he's, he's showing us a sign, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to bless it, but then I'm going to put it in your hand. So what else do we see here? What we see here is we see, what, what other meal did we see Jesus break bread? Oh, yeah, we see the Last Supper. We see a picture of the Last Supper here because Jesus takes the bread, he blesses it, he gives thanks, and he breaks it. Remember what he did in that room in that Passover meal, what he did at the Last Supper? He took the bread, and he said, this is my body, whole loaf. Come on. Which is broken for you. And then what does he do? He gives everyone in the room a piece of him. Because this is the way the kingdom is is working. He gives us, so what are we? We are the many pieces. Because he says, take and eat. Ah, Take and eat. We are the many pieces of the one bread. God's not going to do the work without you. He's going to do the work through you. And so the work is coming from Christ through those that he sent to the people. But then it's happening in community. I want to say that again. But now the miracle and the increase is happening in community, because now the groups that are sitting down can I tell you what number these groups were sitting in? Luke tells us they were sitting in numbers of 50 people in each group. Well, what's 50? This is a sign. What's 50? It's Pentecost. So what he's blessed is coming to the people and there's a power that is is being poured out upon the people because the bread that is Christ, come on, and the work that is being blessed by him is now coming to all the people. He's going to do the work in and through us but the miracle starts in each and every one of us when we take what we have in our hand. Jesus took what, what he had in his hand and he gave it to the disciples. The disciples took what he had given them and they gave it. They gave it to the people and here's what I see, I see them in their groups taking it and passing it. <laughs> Can you see someone taking what has come from Christ and now they begin to give it to the people in their group? Because the miracle is happening in the body. The miracle is happening in body life. Life touching life. Gifts. The gifts, the callings of God. The fullness of God is being seen through the many-membered body of Jesus Christ. And he's given us a future. But we got to protect that future. So watch this. The miracle starts with the offering. What do you have? What can you give? What is it that you have to offer to the work of the ministry? What is it that you have to offer in this house? What is it that you can do? Stop looking at what you can't do and start saying, well, this is what I can do. Are you with me? Why? Because we're in this thing together and we got a hope and a future. And so we want to apprehend that future. How do we want to do it? We want to do it together because all the people are going to be filled. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so I've got to begin to say, what is it that I have in my hand? What is it that I have? Because the harvest, as you well know, the harvest can't come without the sowing of the seed. So I have to take what is in my hand. I have to begin to offer it so that the Lord can produce in my life what he wants to bring forth. So the first thing we see is the miracle starts with an offering. Number two, we see the miracle happens through those who've been sent. You're a miracle waiting to happen. You didn't know it, but somebody's just waiting for you to show up in the room. Your employer didn't know when they hired you that you would be a whole blessing. You would bring a blessing into that company because you're walking and living in a covenant. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Think about Joseph. Joseph, everywhere he went, He gets thrown into slavery and all of a sudden the one who owns him is blessed. And the work is blessed. And Joseph rises to the top and he begins to run. Then he's accused wrongly of rape. He's thrown into prison and what happens? He becomes the chief prisoner. Why? Because when God blesses something, when his hand is upon something, whatever he is blessed will prosper. Whatever he is blessed will rise. Whatever he is blessed is blessed to multiply and is blessed to increase. Somebody say, I'm the bread that he blessed. Because I've got a peace. I've got a peace. Somebody say, i got a peace. And that peace is about to begin to multiply in my hand. As I give it, the multiplication doesn't come without the release. I release my time. I release my effort. I release my energy. I release my gift because it's all in the serving. Uh, Jesus served his disciples. His disciples served the people sitting. The people served one another. This is how the kingdom works. As we're serving, we begin to increase. As we offer what we have, we begin to increase. Now, look at this Nehemiah 4. So, we understand God's going to do a work, He's going to do it through the many pieces of the one loaf. Maybe I should preach here for a second. We are the body of Christ, we are one body, many members. Jesus is the head of the body. He's the head of the church. Come here, Sean. Pastor Sean, come up here. Everybody give Pastor Sean a big hand. Who is this? Just turn and face everybody. Who is this? Who is this? Okay. Now, if you couldn't see his head, all you see is the rest of him. Who is this? Now, if all you could see, put out a finger, If all you could see was this, who's that? That's Pastor Sean. Why? Because it's a member of his body. So we are the expression, the manifestation of Christ in the earth, the many pieces of the one bread. (laughs) Are you hearing me? We come from the head and the head, thank you. The head is speaking to the whole body and making the whole body work. So God's gonna do his work through a people. He's blessed us to be a blessing. He's blessed us to offer what we have so that the work of the kingdom can increase in the earth. So Nehemiah 4:14 says this. And I looked and arose. Now this is Nehemiah, he's come, they're rebuilding Jerusalem, the wall, the city, the temple. He said, I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people. Now, he's talking to everybody, and he's talking to them. There's a protocol here. He's talking to the leaders. He's talking to the heads of of houses and and communities, and he's speaking to all the people. How many of you know there's a protocol in the kingdom? And he's he's speaking to them. Do not be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of your enemies. Don't be afraid of those who set their hearts against the work that's in your hand. (laughs) don't be afraid of those who set themselves against the future that God says you're going to possess don't be afraid somebody say I'm not going to be afraid why because God's not giving me a spirit of fear but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind do not be afraid of them remember the Lord remember I like this word remember because it's not just calling back to remembrance but it's putting something together So I love this here after hearing what we just heard in John is that we need to come together to remember the Lord. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me because when the bread, the pieces of the bread come together, we are remembering, remembering, putting back together the one body. So he said, don't be afraid. Remember the Lord. Come together. This is a work that is gonna take all of us to accomplish. How many of you know reaching South Florida with life, reaching South Florida with a message of Jesus Christ, with a message of hope, with a message of prosperity, with a message of healing, is gonna take all of us working together, offering what we have, putting our hand to the work, getting beyond the four walls and out into our city, out into our communities, where the work can prosper, where it can increase. Do not be afraid. Remember. Come on, let's put this thing together. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. How many of you know God is is enough? More than enough. Who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers. We're in this thing together. We're in the work together and fight for your brothers. How many of you know we miss it when we make it about me and we don't make it about we? If I'm so focused on me and what I'm going through, I forget that God really wants to use what's in me to serve other people. And so remember, let's fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. We're going to fight for each other. We're going to fight for our families. We're going to fight for our our neighborhoods. We're going to fight for our city. We're going to fight for our nation. We are going to fight the good fight of faith. Fight for your families. Fight for your homes. See, I've come to tell you in this series vulture chasers, that we're in this thing together and it's time for us to understand who we are in Christ, that as a covenant people, a people who are walking in covenant with God, who he is filled with himself, all the people in John 6 were filled. How many of you know when you came to Christ, you were filled with his spirit? We have been filled to be a force in the earth to see thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. But I have to realize that, that the, the power is in me getting in agreement with you and you getting in agreement with me and all of us getting in agreement with the vision and what is coming from, from the, the leaders of the house and us coming together and saying, we're gonna fight together, we're gonna believe together, we're gonna stand together. We're going to fight for our families. We're going to fight for one another. It says what the Bible says, that we should edify one another. Build each other up. See, let me go back to something that I touched on a second ago. Jesus is building his church, but he's going to build it through people. Which means I've got to connect with you. I've got to be believing with you. How many of you know what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you? I said what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. If there's something that you need, then start looking at what's in your hand and start offering it. Start putting it to work. If there's something you need, start getting what you have out in the work and watch what God does. And so he says, we're in this thing together. Now, if you read the book of Nehemiah, you'll see how they're going to build. They're going to build by the portion of the wall that is closest to their home. So literally they can come out of their house houses and work. How many of you know there's power in what we're doing right here in this local church? Our mission is to see this area touch, change. We're we're working on our peace. The many pieces, working on the peace that God has given us. And so we we see that they're going to work. Now, if if you also read, you see that they've got the trial in one hand to help put the mortar, to build the wall. And in the other hand, they've got a sword. Why? Because while they're working, they're also ready to protect the future. They're ready to fight for one another. They're ready to fight for the work. They're ready to to build the wall. They have a mind to do it, but they're going to have a sword in one hand. They're going to have a sword in one hand while they got the work. So while I'm working, i got the word working with me. That which God has said, that which God has promised. How many of you know the sword of the Lord is the word of God? So I've got the word of God with me. I've got what God has said and I know that what God has promised me and as I'm walking in covenant relationship with him, then I can declare that which he has said is mine. And so as I'm doing the work, I can continue to operate in the word and as I'm operating in the word, the wall is being built. So we find in prayer, we find in faith, we find in the word of God, standing upon the word of God. So how many of you know the word of God paints pictures on the canvas of your heart and mind? So I love what Bishop was saying last week because he was talking about how we're walking in covenant through the, through the tithe and then the offering. He was explaining that to us. But then he said, in in this moment, in this time after Abraham had done these things, God takes him out of this tent. How many of you remember this? And he says, look at the stars. Come on, somebody. He says, look at the stars. What is he doing? His word is giving him a picture. See, the picture of the future is what you're going to have to begin to believe in and fight for. We've got a future to protect. We've got a legacy to protect. We've got a vision to believe in. And so I'm going to put my hand to the work, but I'm going to walk in the power of what God has said. Why? Because he's given me a picture of where I'm going, and I'm not going to stop until the whole thing is completed. How many of you know that what God has started in you, he will be faithful to bring it all the way to completion as you put your faith and your trust in him. So don't stop the work, but also carry the sword. I said don't stop the work, but also carry the sword. People who only have the work and don't have the sword, they get weary in doing good. And then they give up. Why? Because they don't have the power of the word alongside the work. And I tell you, if God didn't say it, don't put your hand to it. I'm going to say that again. If God didn't say it, don't put your hand to it because now you don't got this. You don't have the thing that's going to protect what God has said that he wants to bring you into. And so if God didn't say it, don't do it because God is going to watch over his word to perform it. So when God says do the work, I know I got the word along with the work. When God spoke to me in 2010 to start a church, I knew I wouldn't be alone in the work because I had the word that would bring the work to pass. So you need to understand this. Jesus is the bread. He's blessed it and he's given himself to others. And now we have a peace of the work, the peace of Christ, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Jesus being the living word, the bread of heaven, now that we have received Christ, he said, if you partake of me, if you eat my flesh, you have a part of who I am. Isn't that what he said? And so now that I, I have, have him, I have a, something that is alive in me. I have a living word in me. So there's something that God has assigned me and sent me to do. I'm on assignment with the work, but I got the word with the work. And how many of you know it's the word that makes the work work? <laughs> All right. So he says, fight. I love this. I wanted to bring it out today. Because we're Jesus is building his church, but he's building it through his people. The many living stones, life coming to life to accomplish the purpose, to bring about the miracle that God wants to manifest. Look at this, Acts two seventeen it says, and in the last days it shall be, God declares. that so the last days, when is this? This is, is, is when, when uh, well, we're gonna see it here. God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Now remember what I'm saying. Jesus has blessed the work. We all have a piece of the work. We're all in this thing together. And it says, in the last days, God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and my female. Here we go. God wants to pour his spirit out on everybody, on every person, male and female. God wants to pour his spirit out upon a people. So it says, even on the male service and the female service, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. Well, we know in Acts 2 that Peter comes out and he says, This is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So when did the last day outpouring happen? It happened in Acts 2 when he poured his spirit out upon all flesh. It's the blessing of the bread. It's the giving of it so that it will be a perpetual ongoing work. So he poured it out so it can continue to pour life to life, life to life, person to person. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Can I tell you, when Jesus started his work in you, it's an ongoing work. And so... Here's something that we see. He pours out his spirit. He gives of himself to everyone. He gives his spirit to everyone. Here what we see is we see generations. We see old and young. We see all people. We see male and female. Now watch this, because while one generation is dreaming, another generation will begin to see how to make the dream happen. Why? Because it's a work that's happening as it's being Given as it's, as it's life to life, life touching life, the impartation, the, the giving of the Spirit. It's gonna cause a generation to dream, but then another generation is gonna have a vision, a revelation of how to make the dream that one generation had come to pass and come to fruition. That which one generation planned for, the other is gonna be able to do. The one generation prepared, but another generation is going to come and accomplish with all that has been prepared. That which has been put there before them, they're going to take it. All the pieces are there for it to happen. And so we see God as a God is working, not dispensationally, but generationally. Because he's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, And the God of Jacob, and he is the Lord your God. And he's work. I'm telling you, he started a work on the cross and that work is still going on in the lives of all those who believe in him. The bread was broken so that the bread could be distributed. You are now partakers of that life. You are partakers of his divine life and spirit. It's time for you to start running with what he put in you. Start running with what you put in your hand and allow it to be a work that is is being done right. Functioning according to that which God has structured and put in place. (sighs) See, when when I come here, I know I'm in a generational house. Do you understand? I come from this kind of family. Ted comes from this kind of family. But there was a work that started in Bishop Woody. And when he was in a place where he didn't know what he was going to do in his life and he's in his 50s, all of a sudden he begins to dream. Because God doesn't just give him a trial in his hand and say, go work. He says, I give you a promise along with the work. And all of a sudden, here comes another generation. Here comes Bishop Rick and Pastor Kathy Thomas. And they take what has been offered and it, it gets in their hand. What started in the hand of Jesus was passed on to Bishop Woody Thomas and, and Sister Edith, and all of a sudden here it comes down to another generation. It's being passed down, distributed. Now it gets in the hand of Bishop Rick Thomas and Pastor Kathy Thomas, and they take the work to a place that had never been before. It's an ongoing perpetual work. Now we see another generation that's beginning to rise. We see another generation coming on the scene. We see Pastor Sean and Aaron coming up. God is raising up another generation for a work to be given so that it can increase, so that it can multiply, so that it can go to places that you could only dream of going. Because as one generation is dreaming, God is preparing another generation. It's always happening. As one generation is dreaming, the other one's getting a revelation of what has been dreamed and how to see that thing come to pass. So Nehemiah, who's a type of Jesus, speaks to all the people because the building and the establishment of the kingdom of God in the earth is gonna be happening through the lives of of living stones and people who are taking what has been... Stone upon stone, line upon line, generation upon generation. It's increasing. It's growing. It's becoming something. God's not done with what he's doing. Oh, I would just tell you, he's just getting started. (laughs) It's an ongoing thing. Watch this. 1 John 2 12. Same apostle who gave us the Gospel of John. He said, I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I'm writing you, fathers. So there's children, there's fathers, because you know him who's from the beginning. How many of you know? We need what God has deposited in other people. The apostle Paul said, you have not many fathers. You might have an incredible teacher in this place that that is expounding upon some things and taking you somewhere. But remember, you got a father. Sons need fathers. Fathers need sons. Sons. Mothers need daughters. Daughters need mothers. Are you following me? Why? Because there's something that that God is doing generationally, and these generations are working together to bring about the thing that God's wanted to do. And see, so he says, I'm speaking to you little children, but I'm also speaking to the fathers. Because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you young men because you have overcome the evil one, and I write to you children... Because you know the Father. I write to you fathers because you know him who who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you're strong. Do you see this? Oh, man. And the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. So we see here three generations. We see the fathers, the young men, and the children. We see three generations of people that need one another because while this this generation carries great wisdom, there's a generation that's coming with strength. And strength is always to accomplish the work. So John is speaking to three generations all at once. He's, He's speaking to the now. Now watch this, but he's also speaking to the future. So when Jesus starts... With the blessing of the bread as a sign, he shows that this is going to be a work that is going to perpetuate itself. And it's a work that is going to go on. And it's not only going to feed the eldest people there, but it's going to feed to the smallest child. And everyone is being filled with him so that they might be who he filled to as much as they can stand. So that the work can continue to perpetuate itself as it's handed from hand to hand. Are you catching it? So he's not only speaking to the now. He's speaking to the future. Because the now is always about the future. If I can't capture the now, I will abort the future. So he's speaking to, watch this, he's speaking to people in three different stages of life. Now I want to talk to you here just for one second. Because this is not just about an age thing. God can use you no matter where you are. I would suggest to you it's more about a spiritual maturity. So in other words, no matter where you are in your walk with God, No matter where you are in this journey with Christ, as you follow him, he's speaking to you. And he wants to bring what he put in you out of you. Just like when he said, Abraham, there's the stars. That's what your seed is gonna be like. Abraham didn't realize that those generations were already in him. He just had to have faith to walk it out so that they could be produced. What he didn't know was that Jesus was already in his loins. The promise of blessing to the nation was already in him. He would just have to faithfully endure so that he could receive the promise. So all of us, no matter where we are, we're just called to take the trial, to take the promise, to take the word, the children, the young men, and the fathers. And I would say the mothers that we're all in this together, protecting what? What are we fighting for? We're fighting for the future because he's come to give us hope and a future. I'm believing that what started in my hand is not gonna end in my hand. I'm believing that the offering that I give is something that doesn't end when it hits the bucket. It doesn't end when it goes into the the, the place that I give it. But it's something that is going to produce something. That's not just something that is produced for me. But I'm, I'm beginning to be blessed now so that I can be a blessing. I'm being filled to overflowing so that it can come out of me and it can get on somebody else. That's how it works. So I close with this. The challenge that John has given them is leave your children a heritage. As someone once said, our children, listen to this. Our children are messengers. We are sending into a time we will never see. Our children are messengers, hear this, that we're sending into a time that we will never see. Let me add to that and say that as we are empowering others, we're sending them into places that we will never go. (laughs) Are you hearing me? So you get someone like a minister, Jeff Dove, who steps in here. And what do I do? I take what is in my hand and I offer it to him because he can take what I have offered and he can go to a place that I'll never step my foot and see the work increase. That's how it works. You come in here, you come in here every Sunday, and Bishop Rick or, or Pastor Sean, they give you the bread. Now, what do you do with the bread? Do you eat it? No, you just you don't just eat it, you also pass it. Why? Because I have this promise that he will give seed to the sower and bread for food. So not only am I getting what I need, but I have more than enough to pass on. And as I'm passing on that which God has empowered me and equipped me with, I pass it on to somebody who's going to be able to do something in a way that I would never be able to do it. When I give to, to an evangelist that I believe in, they're able to take the gospel to places that I'll never take it. Are you hearing me? And that's. How it works You hear a word, you receive the bread And then you take it into your school And it begins to multiply there You take it into your city, your community And it begins to multiply there Because this is how the kingdom of God works First Chronicles 28, 9 I'm not going to read it 9 through 21, you can read it later We see a father speaking to a son An old man speaking to a young man. And he says, now I've put everything in place. This is David speaking to Solomon. I've put everything in place for you to do what I can't do. Now be strong and do it. Take what has been distributed and pass it on. Take what has been put in your hand. And put it to the work. Take the promises of God that in him are yes and amen, that are established in him as you walk in covenant relationship with him. And you can say, There ain't nothing gonna take what God is is doing in my in my family. There's nothing that that can take away what God is, is wanting to do in my life. There's nothing that God He can't touch my finances. Can't touch my business, can't touch this, na, 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 can't touch. Why? Because I'm walking in a word that has been blessed to multiply, increase, and go on and on. Somebody say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Put your hands together, give the Lord a prayer. Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, abundantlife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at abundantlife underscore TV and Facebook at come to life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and He wants to bless you.